Hey, 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 everyone. How you doing? Yes, yes, please understand we're going to, God's going to bless us tonight. And um, so please share, 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 share. I'm going to do like everybody else. I'm going to share, share, share. All right, I just want to show off the shirt right here. All right, straight out of Elias generation. We are blessed. We are blessed. We are blessed. Um, God has a mighty, mighty word for you today. We're going to talk about the exchange. Ah, Rabakata. Woo! God is going to talk about the exchange. Ah, so um, share, 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 share. Um, and we are going to do this. We are going to do this. All right. I'm seeing. Uh, I got the YouTube up here. All right. Come on. Share, share, share. I got an early bird special, too. I'm going to show some blessings. I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to start teaching some things. Amen. Some little secrets. Everybody always asks me, it's like, oh, how you got so much favor? How you got so much blessing? I'm about to, I'm about to share some f- secrets right now. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bishop. See, I'm talking. We're going we gonna to say a little. Yeah. So. <laughs> So come on, come on, share it, share it, share it, share it. All those who are on early, they are about to get blessed with the early bird special. I'm going to call it the early bird special. So it just, you know, um, it encourages people to get on early, get on early, get on early and share, 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 share. Um, All right, all right, all right. So before the lesson goes, my daughter's up there. Hey, babies. Hey, hey. I see Sydney Jones up there. I see Destiny. Ah, Rabakada. JT. Oh, man. Oh, you, man. Woo, Mr. Boyd. Mrs. Boyd. You guys killed it. Ah! Ah, my people's over there, the Lathans. Hey, yes. Jeremy and Sienna. God bless you. Thank you so much. I see you up there. Oh, man. And look at that. You, look, they know the secret. See, they've been they've been hanging around me a little bit too long. They know the secret already. The early bird special is, guys, I'm about to tell you something. When you want to get the most out of the prophet, when you want to get the most out of the men and women of God, when you want God to speak to you, when you want God to bless you, with favor and grace, more grace. Understand this principle. It's in First Chronicles 1, 6 through 7. I'm going to read it to you. Um, it's long, but because you should start at number one, but uh, I'm just going to read the, the most important part. Well, it's all important. Let me not, let me not say that. All right, so First Chronicles, uh, Second Chronicles, I'm sorry. Was it Second Chronicles? That was the first. Oh, nah. Let me see here. It is Second Chronicles 1. Second Chronicles 1. This is the key. This is the key, guys. These are, well, it was one of the keys. Let me not say the key, but it's one of the keys. All right. We're talking about Solomon here. Now, Solomon was the wisest man other than Jesus. Solomon was the wisest man that ever walked this earth. Not only was he the wisest man, 
He was the wealthiest man who ever walked more than Bill Gates, more than Soros, more than all of them. Okay, he Amen. was the richest of the rich. Okay, there was none on his level, not to this day. Okay, understand that what he did. Now, Solomon, when he got put into kingship, now this is not even about the message. This is the this is the early bird special. Amen. <laughs> okay, it's the early bird special. When Solomon was anointed king, he went to the high place. Always say the high place. The high place. The high place. The high place. Okay, so he went to the high place. See, us being the sons and daughter of Prophet Aaliyah, we go to the high place. That means we go to the prophet. Okay, you go to the high place. You go to the, the place that's the highest, the pinnacle of this thing. Mm -hmm. And then... What they did, what he did was so special. It says in six, it says Solomon went up there to the brazen altar before the Lord, which was the tabernacle co congregation and offered a thousand burnt offerings appointed. In that night, did God appear to Solomon and asked him, ask what you shall, what I shall give you. Understand this. Before the prophet says a word, when you see him just sitting on the couch, when you see him right behind the pulpit, offer, before he says a word, it's the key. You, you, one, you have to know what you want. And then you offer, understanding that God, he blesses expectation. God always blesses expectation. That's good. I always know when I offer with an intent, with intentionality, I will get an answer. Amen. I will get blessing. I will get grace. Don't wait till the prophet says, ah, you know, give to God, give to God. No, 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 no. You put an honor offering before. That's how the blessing comes upon you. So people always wonder, oh, how you get this? How you guys get, get that? How you get that? It's because we understand the principle. It's a spiritual principle that you cannot deny. Yeah. All right. You go before the Lord. You don't go before the Lord empty. So if you want something from the Lord, you got to understand this is not the message, but there's an exchange. He is the God of trade. Always. He's been that way. He will be that way. and He will always be that way. OK, he is the God of trade. He understands expectation goes both ways. He says, I, I expect something great out of this man or this woman. They should expect the answer they're looking for before I even open my mouth. It says in the Bible, it says in Matthew. Matthew 10. Ah, get the five dollars, Destiny. It says in Matthew 10, 40. It says, it says you honor a prophet. In the name of a prophet and you shall receive a what? A prophet's reward. Mm -hmm. Amen. All right. It says honor a, a righteous man in the name of a righteous man and you shall receive the righteous man reward. Now understand this. There's there's prophets. Now you got to remember Jesus was still alive. Jesus was saying this. All right. He was talking about the prophets. The prophets that were born prophets. Not the prophets of the church. There are two different types of prophets. There are prophets of God and they're the prophets of the church. They're different. 
the prophets or the church come out of Christ. Christ, it says Christ gave his church apostles, prophets, teachers, preachers, evangelists. You know, the, you know, the, you know, the verse. Now, so you got to understand the prophets he's talking about beforehand are the prophets of God, which our prophet is. They're born prophets. They're prophets. They were prophets before they ever were. And what you got to understand, so when he says, ah, when you honor the prophet, you get a prophet's reward. You get a spiritual reward. All right. This is a deep, this is a deep principle. You got to understand that the righteous, he said, if you honor a righteous man in the name of a righteous man, we're all righteous because of Jesus. So those are the apostles, evangelists, the prophets, everything given to the church are actually righteous. That's why he only had three. That's why he didn't say whoever honors an apostle for an apostle. We're all in the righteous man category. The prophets were before. Ooh, I know I'm a. I don't know. I think I'm talking to myself, Bishop. I think I'm talking to myself. I think I'm talking to myself. I'm, I'm here. Yeah, look, I don't know. Papa might have to erase this because I'm, I'm going to tell some deep secrets tonight. Um, yeah, so I, what I'm telling you is give your seed early. Give your seed early and often. <laughs> Always give a seed early with an expectation, with Amen. intentionality. Always give a seed with intentionality because God's going to say, ask what I shall give you. But he gave the seed before God asked. Mm -hmm. and, and Solomon knew exactly what he wanted to ask for. He gave understanding that God's going to come to him and say, ask what you will. You got to understand it was a principle he, he learned from his father. Yeah. He learned from his father. That's the early bird special for you guys. Amen. All right. That's the early bird special. I'm just, look, I'm just trying to bless y'all. I'm just trying to bless y'all. Come on. Elias generation. Come on now. Come on now. Share, 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 share. I know it's Saturday, but share, 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 share. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Share, 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 share. Trying to think if I should get going here, Bishop. What do you think? <laughs> We're gonna be inactive, Bishop. We that gonna get just, it. We gonna be inactive. <laughs> that was just an intro. That was an early bird special. I'm not even getting into the message yet. Oh, I didn't wow. get into get into the message yet. All right. You know. Um, uh yes. Yeah, share, 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 share. Let me read some of these things. Do you feel keeping the Sabbath day relevant to? Wow, we got deep questions already. Deep, 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 deep. I am so not used to this platform. I know everybody sees me on television, so they might think I know the YouTube and the Facebook platform. I do not. So uh, I got to get used to reading and looking at all this stuff because, you know, I like to know my lines. Okay, just, just FYI, I like to know my lines. I don't read off teleprompters. I don't, I don't have little cue cards up there so I can get my lines. I like to know them. So looking and, and swaying is something to... Is a little bit new for me, so uh, just bear with me a little bit. All right, share, 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 share. First and foremost, I just want to honor Jesus. I just thank the Lord for saving my life. I, I tell you, I thank you, I thank you, Lord, for coming to me. 
you know, and I just want to tell everybody, Jesus is alive. Jesus is walking this earth and Jesus is still coming to you personally, saving souls. Amen. All right. He came to me personally. I was taking a shower. He came to me and met me in my bathroom. I was wide awake. It was no dream. It was wide awake. And Jesus saved my life right there. He changed everything about my life. And trust me, I grew up in the church. I knew everything about Jesus. I just didn't know Jesus. Amen. He came to me and I said, ah, this is someone I want to get to know. Because the love that poured out of this, of this God, this man God, was so intense and so loving that you can't help but to resist. You can't help but not to resist. It is flying here, Bishop. <laughs> uh, you can't help but to come to him and get to know him. I want to know you. And um, so I just praise, I praise God the Father for one, just for sending Jesus. <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy he poured himself out in the human flesh that he can come. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more. But I tell you, ah, I just, I just thank you, God. I thank you, God. I want to, I want to honor my spiritual father um, and my spiritual mother. Um, I said, Papa, um, I am so humbled that you would even think about asking me to, uh, to come and uh, teach your flock. Um, it is an honor. It is a privilege. Um, I love you. I thank you for loving me. Um, Mama, you are such a blessing to uh, my life, to my wife's life, to our family's life. Um, you have poured so much into my wife that uh, she, uh, she is so like eager to talk to you or, and hear your voice you know, weekly. So Amen. I just want to thank you guys so much. Um, I just want to uh, just honor the apostles and the evangelists, I tell you, Apostle Mike, Apostle JT, woof, y'all killed it, okay? Submission and service, ah, all right, you can keep the world, give me Jesus, I loved it, okay? Apostle Jamie, cl <laughs> clarity in your calling, ah, you murdered it. You absolutely murdered it. Um, I tell you, before I came here, I said, God, who am I? And he said, surely I'll be with you. So, the, oh, I just, I just tell you, it, cha it changes everything. Uh, that teaching just blew my mind. Evangelist, Elena, my goodness. The will of God for your life, my goodness. Uh, you bless my life. The prophetic tongues that you have, um, I tell you, just uh, you guys are <laughs> hard to follow. <laughs> I can't, you know, you, you guys are hard to follow, but uh, uh, God's going to bless us tonight as well. So I just want to thank you guys so much for that. You know, um, I honor my wife, uh, Nancy. And our kids, you know, my wife is in Mississippi blessing the world. She's she made these shirts right here straight out of Elias. Um, we are, uh, look, we selling them for the new facilities. Ninety nine was nineteen ninety nine. You know, whatever, you know, uh, we, we will sell them. We'll give them away. We, you know, I'm playing with the selling. But um, 
Yes, yeah, she made these shirts special for uh, for the children of, of Papa Lo. And um, I tell you, uh, they've been a blessing. So just I just want to honor my wife with was putting out her shirt right here. Amen. And, uh, and our kids, thank you so much. And our kids for allowing their father to come over here and and uh, and bless everyone. You know, I just, um, you know, um, JT and um, Apostle Mike and everyone, you know, talk about our spiritual father and the importance of a spiritual father. You know, I think it's a little hard for um, Americans. I, I think the American body of Christ to kind of comprehend sometimes because the lack of fathers in the homes. So we don't understand the importance of a father. But let me tell you, the importance of a father is especially the importance of a good father. The importance of a good father is this. A good father is the first idol of the son. The first idol of a little boy with a good father is his father. They want to duplicate and be just like their father. Amen. They want to walk and say, hey, I want to do what my father does. I want to I want to say what he uh, you know, I want to speak the way he speaks. They are the first example of how to be a man. Mm -hmm. So when you're looking at a spiritual man, you're looking at somebody that ah, I want to be just like him. So the importance of having a spiritual father is paramount for a young a young girl. A good daddy is the man she wants to marry. She want to marry a man just like her daddy. This is the man I want to lead me. I want a man just like my daddy to lead me. I want a man just like my daddy to 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 bless my house, to 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 care for my kids. It's their first idol. So the importance of a spiritual father is paramount in the life of a believer. It's the way God always planned it to be. It's the way it will always be. Amen. So don't ever question whether or not people are like, oh, they give too much praise here. They give too much praise there. We don't give them enough. We don't give enough praise. We don't give enough honor. Let me tell you something. He's worthy of triple, uh, quadruple honor. That's true. Um, for what he does, the way he loves us and the way if you guys just knew the way Papa loves us as children, you you wouldn't even you wouldn't even think that you wouldn't even think that. So I just want to thank you about that. And for the children of Papa Lowe, I got a blessing. We I tell you, I was reading the word and, you know, I was just I was praying for Papa and God took me to Deuteronomy. He took me to Deuteronomy 30. And let me tell you something about Deuteronomy 30, 35. He says this. And the Lord your God will bring you into the land which your fathers possessed. Oof, I hope you get this. And you shall possess it. He shall bring you into the land your fathers possess. Understand this. This means a spiritual place. This means a spiritual dimension. He shall bring you into the land of your father. And you shall possess it. Chai. Ah! <laughs> he shall bring you into his spiritual place and you shall possess it. Amen. You got to hear this. What a blessing. And God will do you good 
and multiply you above your fathers. Now, let me tell you something. Any good father wants their children to surpass them. Our father wants his children to surpass him. Now, when God says he will bring you into the land of your fathers and you shall possess it, he is saying, ah, it's like Elisha. It's like Elisha. We're getting the double portion. He said, I will put you in his his place, his anointing, his 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 realm. And you shall possess it. Otherwise, you shall prophesy like he prophesies. You shall you shall deliver the way he delivers. You shall teach the way he teaches. You shall have revelation the way he has revelation. He says you shall possess the same land your father has. He says, but I'm going to do you one good. I'm going to multiply you. I'm going to multiply you. So understand this. Our father is away seeking God to get to his next level. He is seeking God to get to another level. He poured out his spirit that we can get so we can get to his level that he's at that he was recently at. Now he's at another level. So we're going to possess the land that he was at. Get the fullness of that land and then and then some and then we get the privilege to move higher. To where he's at now. That's good. And then get double that. Come on now. Come on now. (laughs) Look at that. You talking about rest? This is the month of rest. You talking about entering into the rest? We're entering into the rest of our Papa. Amen. All right. We're entering into the rest of our Papa. So I hope y'all get that. But that's the blessing. I just wanted to bless the children that are straight out of Elias. Amen. All right. So y'all need to share this. Y'all need to share this. Everybody needs to share this. All right, because we're about to get into the word now. Now we're about to get into the, to the message. All that, and we weren't even in the message. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Bishop, you're going to read. We are talking about the exchange today. We're talking about the exchange. You Amen. know, there's two gospels. There's the gospel of salvation. And then there's the gospel of the kingdom of God. Very different Gospels. Very different Gospels. There's an exchange at both Gospels. I like to call it the front side of the cross and the back side of the cross. Salvation is the front side of the cross. The kingdom of God is the back side of the cross. And there's an exchange in the front and in the back. Amen. 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 Bishop, we are going to start Mark 1. Um, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, verse 1 to 4. This Let's go. Four. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Mark 1, verse 1 to 4. Mm-hmm. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Yes. As it is written in the prophets... Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, Mm -hmm. make his path straight. Verse 4, John did baptize in the wilderness, 
and preach the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Stop. The remission of sins. He preached the remission of sins. <clears throat> so we're talking about, but he made the path straight for the Lord. The key is he made the path straight for the Lord. He said, repent that you can make this path straight for the Lord. Because we had to turn from where we were going that we can recognize who Jesus was. Mm -hmm. Because our salvation was coming from behind us. We needed to turn so we can witness our salvation coming to us. Ooh. So he had to make the path straight because we were crooked because we were doing it our way. Mm. We were trying to do it ourselves and we can't do it ourselves. So he said, ah, I got to straighten you out. So you have to turn that you can recognize your salvation. It's the gospel of salvation. This is the gospel of salvation. Mm -hmm. But you have to turn from your ways that you may see the gospel of salvation coming to you. Now we're going we're gonna to jump to. Um, jump to 14. 114, Mark 114, just to show you the difference. Mark 1 verse 14. Now after that John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Verse 15. Yes. And saying, the time is fulfilled. Stop. The time is fulfilled. Because now I'm here. The gospel of salvation, I am here. You're looking at salvation. In fact, Jesus means salvation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. You're looking. He said the time is fulfilled. You're looking at salvation. Now, what does it say, Bishop? And saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. There you go. Ah, so good. This is so good. So he says, the time is fulfilled. Salvation is here. The kingdom of God is at hand because that's the backside of the cross. But you got to understand, he was like, this is fulfilled. I got you. I got you. <laughs> you know, so, so the Lord said, look, this is fulfilled. I'm here. I got you. Now, the kingdom of God now needs to be preached so you can get the rest of it that you can get the fullness of it. See, salvation is just the beginning. The fullness of it is the kingdom. Mm. Mm. I don't know, I think I'm talking to myself. Shy. See, look, look. The beginning is salvation. The fullness is the kingdom. All right, so I, I, obviously I gotta, mm, let me teach a little bit. All right, let's talk about the front side of the cross for a second. Jesus' death is the front side. The back side is his resurrection. Did we get them? There's always two sides of things. Yeah. All right. There's the first Adam. There's the second Adam. God is very like, ah, there's always two sides. He always has two for some reason. Okay. Esau he hated, but Jacob he loved. You get what I'm saying? Esau represents the flesh. Jacob represented the spirit. You, you get what I'm saying? <laughs> There's always two sides. 
of something. What I love about Elijah is he was like, ah, he says, I want Elisha said, I want a double portion of your spirit. He said, ah, that's a hard, that's a difficult thing that you're asking. Because why? Because most people don't know about this. He said, but I tell you what, depending if you see me go, if you see me go, you'll get, you receive a double portion. See, the, the, the backside is always a desire side. How much you desire. How much you desire to get the kingdom means everything. See, the first side is kind of free. It's like car blanche. But the other side, you have to you have to you have to give something. You get what I'm saying? You have to exchange something else. You have to exchange something else. Do you understand that? So he was like, ah, let me see your desire. If you really desire. If you see me go. You'll get your double portion. And Elisha was like, oh, no, I, I desire it. And he watched and he watched his master. He watched his Lord. He watched his master until he saw him go. And God was like, ah, yeah, he got it. That's how the kingdom is. It talks about ah, the kingdom of God. He said even people press into the kingdom even now. Uh, all right, we're going I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. So let's talk about let's talk about the front side a little bit. Let's talk about salvation. Uh-huh. Let's talk about salvation. Everlasting life speaks to heaven. All right. That's what we exchange. We exchange. We exchange death for life. We exchange death for life. All right. Adam was a living soul. He was not a spirit. He was a living soul. All right. So when he took of the fruit, the forbidden fruit, let's say. When he took of the forbidden fruit, he began to die. The soul began to die. So salvation is about the soul, the exchange. Death. For life. Everlasting. Because remember, Adam was never supposed to die. He had he was he was created to have everlasting life. Understand this. He was created to have everlasting life. He was created to have everlasting life. But because he took of the fruit too soon. That's how the devil gets us all the time, man. Let patience have his perfect work. Devil always wants us to go before season. You can let me tell you something. The difference between before season and going too late. See, if I pick the fruit too late, it's just a little bit more ripe. But if I pick it too soon, I mess up the whole crop. I got to redo it all over again. And I need to wait a whole new season. Mm. So the devil always wants us to go before season. Why? Because it prolongs his time. So he always tries to move things ahead. He doesn't. He, now, check this out. If you don't go ahead, then he wants you to be late. But trust me, if you go ahead of things, it's worse. It prolongs his time. So the devil's like, ah, I want them to eat of the fruit early because now they begin to die. So salvation is about our death of the soul. OK. All right. So salvation is about death. I hope you guys got that. So salvation is about death. All right. We're going we're going to go through some verses just so because I think uh, 
they might think I'm not telling the truth or whatever. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about I love. Uh, let's start at John. Man. Let's start at John. Hmm. John 1, 16 and 17. It actually talks about both sides of the cross, but let's uh, 16 and 17. John 1, mm-hmm. 16 to 17. Yes, sir. And of his fullness have all we received and grace for grace. Mm-hmm. Verse 17. For the law was given by Moses, mm-hmm. but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Two sides of the cross. Say it again. Say uh, 17 again. For the law was given by Moses, Stop. but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Two. The law was given by Moses. Grace and truth were given by Jesus Christ. The law was about us keeping our own righteousness. The law was about us keeping our own righteousness. And it was given to us by Moses. Why? Because they requested it of Moses. <laughs> it's not like God wanted to give it to Moses. <laughs> he didn't want to give it, but the people requested it from Moses. Mm-hmm. Okay? They requested the law. They wanted to keep their own righteousness. They wanted to keep their own righteousness. Now, the Bible tells us our righteousness, in Isaiah tells us our righteousness is as filthy rags. But we wanted to keep our own righteousness. Salvation is about what you wanted to keep. So he said, ah, but we can't please God. There's nothing we can do in the flesh that pleases God. There's nothing that we can do in the flesh that pleases God. The fire of God burns all flesh. So anything we try to do is null and void. So Jesus was slain before the foundations of the world. So salvation was always taken care of. He always knew salvation was coming because Jesus was always ordained to come. Mm -hmm. Okay, so salvation was always ordained. Yeah. But the law was given to us that we may see that we need salvation. Because we can't keep, we can't keep our own righteousness. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got, well, let me, let me go to some, because you guys, uh, everybody, I don't know if they hear me right now. We hear you. <laughs> All right. Um, hmm, should we go to Galatians? I love Galatians. Let me, um, let me look at Genesis real quick. We're going to go to Genesis. All right, let's talk. Let's talk about. Um, yeah, let's go to Genesis three seventeen real quick. Three seventeen through nineteen. Three seventeen. Genesis 19. three mm-hmm. seventeen to nineteen. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree, of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Verse 18. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. 
In the sweat of thy face mm. shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground. For out of it wast thou taken, for dust out for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. return. There you go. That's our own righteousness. So basically, God was telling Adam, Ah, because you took of the tree and you're dying, you got to keep yourself. He said, because you hearken to the voice of your wife. This is a deep revelation. All right. We got to understand. <laughs> uh, everybody's going to look at me funny, but whatever. You got to understand we are male and female. All right. We men, you are husbands and you are brides. Understand that we are all the bride of Christ. Mm -hmm. All right. Women. You are wise, but you are kings. You are sons. Everybody's a son. He didn't say sons and daughters of God. He says sons of God. Why? Because everybody's a son. All right. It's a spiritual thing. He doesn't look at it the way we look at it. Spirits are, 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 are masculine. It's all about authority. Whatever is above is, is, is considered the male part of it. Whatever is below is considered the female part of it. It's not gender based. Mm -hmm. So when he says, ah, because you hearken to the voice of your wife, it's a, it's a two edged sword in that sense. Basically, he's talking about because. The flesh, you hearken to your flesh. It's another it's, it's a spiritual thing that he's like, ah, because you hearken to your flesh. Now you must. He says now the, the ground is cursed because of you. Which we are made of the dust. You remember he said until dust you return till you go back to the ground. So now our flesh is cursed. Our righteousness is cursed. He says, look here. He says uh, it is cursed for your sake. He says uh, you shall eat of it all the days of your life. He said because we're trying to keep our own righteousness, because you took... Because you wanted to decide what good and evil was, you got to eat from that for the rest of the, your life. You see, now they have now it's, it's, it's the same thing we're going to, through today. We think we understand what good and evil is. Only God understands what good and evil is. But you think you can understand what good and evil is. There's some obvious evils, but we think, ah, because this is happening and this is the evil thing, God is not allowing it for good. So if he is if he's allowing something for his good, then guess what it is? It's good. All right. If he's using Satan to bring Jesus up. That he can walk in power and authority. Guess what? It was a good thing. All right. But we're going we're gonna to move that. We're going to move that. All right. So that's good. He says thorns and thistles shall you bring forth. That means everything we try to do is going to breed thorns and thistles. Mm. Come on. Everything we do out of our flesh, it's, a, it's thorns and thistles. It's not roses. Ah, I think I did this good. No, you didn't because you did it out of your own flesh. God looks at it and says, ah, can't use it. Can't do it. Can't do it. He said, because you listen to your flesh, you have to live by your flesh. 
because you listened to your flesh, because you didn't wait till I gave you of the tree and you took of it yourself. Now you got to deal with it yourself. That's what our own righteousness really talks on. So he's like, ah, and then the children of Israel said the same thing to Moses. Ah, you know something? We'll, we'll take care of it. You tell us what to do and we'll do it. We'll decide whether or not. When they said, tell us what to do and we'll do it, what they're really saying is, tell us what to do and we'll decide whether or not it's good or evil. Mm-hmm. Because we want to be in charge of our own righteousness. So God says, ah, Moses, give them a law that they can realize they're not in charge of their own right. They can't do it. They can't keep their own righteousness because they didn't create themselves. I created them. Understand that we didn't create ourselves. God created us. So how are we going to keep something we didn't manufacture? We didn't we didn't. We didn't create it. So how can we keep something in this original or its its purpose form if we didn't create it? Yeah. All we can do is determine whether or not this is a good thing or a bad thing. All we can do or not is try to put it together or piece it together. That's all we can do because we didn't create it. So your own righteousness, all you can do is try to say, ah, but I'm a good person. I love that one. <laughs> you know, I'm a good person. Oh, I'm a, I'm good people. I treat people nice. I treat people. Kind. That's hey, nothing wrong with that. All I'm saying is. It's not good enough. It's your interpretation. Woo, that's the word It's your interpretation. <laughs> Of what righteousness is. So the front of the cross salvation is about you recognizing, ah, my righteousness sucks. I know nothing. His ways are higher than my ways. His thoughts are higher than my thoughts. I know nothing. What am I doing? I'm walking in this. I'm walking through this world with my eyes closed, thinking that just because I didn't fall off the cliff, or at least I I feel like I didn't fall off the cliff. I must be doing pretty good. And you get that all the time. It's like, you know, hey, man, you know, I'm, you know, I'm just kind of living life. You know, it's not bad, but I'm doing good. You know, yeah, you know, I'm, just, I'm a good person. I'm good. I mean, you're trying to keep your own righteousness. You're trying to determine what good and what evil is. Because you're going along with Adam and Eve and you 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 took from the the, the fruit too early. And you're thinking, ah. Uh, It's not right, but I'm going to eat it anyway. I'm going to eat it anyway. So I'm going to determine for myself what good and what evil is. And God's saying, no, we don't do that. All right. So so we got to understand the law was about keeping our own righteousness. It was about the righteousness of the flesh or the works of the flesh. God said, give them a law so they can work the flesh. They can keep the flesh in work. All right, let's go to Galatians 2, 16. Try it, that's deep. All right. Amen, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Galatians 2, 16. 2, 16. Yes, sir. 
Amen. Amen. Galatians 2, verse 16. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, mm. but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ, and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Stop. <clears throat> now it says, by the faith of Jesus Christ. Now we understand faith is bigger than belief. It's a, it's a knowledge. It's an understanding of something. Faith comes through an understanding. Mm -hmm. All right? The way things work. The understanding that you can't, that I'm still wretched in myself. I'm still filthy. Although I, 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 I live this way, my mind is crazy with thoughts of this way. I'm imbalanced with myself. So what we understand is through knowing, it says, ah, but by the faith, by the knowledge, by the understanding of Jesus Christ. Understanding that he is salvation. He is my salvation. We might be justified by the faith in Jesus Christ. So we're justified through salvation. Which is Jesus Christ. So um, let's, let's uh, go to. I tell you, man, Galatians is so good that. Hmm. Let's go to because uh, it's hard. It's hard not to just keep going. Mm. Uh, I would say three ten through thirteen. Oh, can you repeat that? Uh, Galatians three ten through thirteen. Galatians three mm -hmm. ten through thirteen. Yes. yes. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. Oh, stop. So what, what did he say? Remember, cursed is the ground because of you. So the curse he's speaking of is the curse of the ground because of you. So the curse is your flesh because of Adam. So that's what the curse he's talking about. Go ahead. Go ahead, Bishop. For it is written, mm -hmm. cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. Woof. Verse 11. <laughs> yeah. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. Oh, stop, stop. Do I need to say any more? <laughs> but go, but go, go, go. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, It go is ahead. evident for mm -hmm. the just shall live by faith. Yes. Verse 12. And the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. Mm -hmm. Verse 13. Mm -hmm. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, mm. being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. There you go. Let's stop right there. So, Christ redeemed us from the law by what? Hanging on the tree. Hanging on the cross. The front side of the cross. He redeemed us from the curse by believing that he is our salvation, just hanging on the cross. Because cursed is the man who hangs. So he became a curse for us, period. 
and he killed the curse. Salvation. Given to you freehand. Salvation is available for everybody. It's, it's, it's available for every. All you got to do is say, ah, all you got to do is turn and say, wait a minute. Ah, I need salvation. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can't do this thing. I need salvation. I need salvation. Because you're un, the, our flesh, our own righteousness is under a curse. So Jesus had to become a curse. And he and check this, out, this was ordained before the foundations of the world that he was going to free us from the curse. Front side of the cross. The good news of salvation is this. The too good, the too good to be true news of salvation is this. I just got to receive salvation. I just got to believe. I just got to understand that Jesus is salvation. Ah, OK. I just give my life. I just give my life to Jesus. Jesus, ah, I, be I believe that you came from God. I believe that you died for my sin. I believe that you rose from the dead, but this is the backside of the cross. Please come into my heart. Boom. You're saved. You're saved. All you got to do is all you got to do is ah, I believe I believe and I receive him into my heart. I don't have to do anything but wake up, roll over, and understand, look in the mirror and say, ah, ah, yeah, I'm all over the place. There's no way I'm doing this thing right. So I need a sal I need a savior. I need salvation. Jesus, Yeshua means salvation. That's why he took the name salvation. The front side of the cross. That's the first gospel, the gospel of salvation. The gospel of Jesus Christ is that salvation. Now. It gets good. The first one is free, 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 free. The mm -hmm. second one. It cost. The second one is about your desire, because the second one deals with eternal life. The first one deals with everlasting life. The second one deals with eternal life. The gospel of the kingdom deals with eternal life. Mm -hmm. Bishop, I want you to read John. 17, 3. Uh, let's start with 2. All right. Because I love this verse. John 17, 2 to 3. Mm -hmm. Okay. As thou hast given him power mm. over all flesh, all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. Stop, 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 stop. Read that one more time. John 17, verse 2. Mm -hmm. As thou hast given him power over all flesh. Stop. He has given him power over all flesh. Salvation. 
over all flesh, salvation. I don't care if you were Satanist. I don't care if you whatever you did. As long as you turn and say, wait a minute. Ah, nah, this Jesus, I believe it's a he's has given him all flesh because that was ordained before the foundations of the world. Now read the second part. Verse three. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. Second part of the verse two. As thou has given him power over all flesh. Salvation. That he should give eternal life to as many as thou has given him. Say it again. That he should give eternal life to as many Stop. as thou. To as many. Mm. He has all flesh, but he didn't say, he said to as many as you have given him. Ah. You can <laughs> read, read it, read it all. Say it again. John 17, 2. Mm -hmm. As thou has given him power over all flesh, mm -hmm. that he should give eternal life to as many as thou has given him. Okay, that was three. Oh, my goodness. And this is life eternal, mm -hmm. that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Ah, stop it. Right there. Eternal life has to do with purpose has to do with identity. Ah, it has to do with purpose and identity. It has to do with the knowledge of God. The kingdom of God has to do with the knowledge of God, purpose and identity. Oh, my goodness. And this is life eternal, that they might know you, the only true God, in Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Oh, I love that. I tell you, when I first, when, I, when Jesus first came to me, I tell you, I stopped, I just cried over that verse. All, I was like, okay, I need this eternal life. I love everlasting life, but I, I love salvation, but I need this eternal life. The difference between Moses and everyone else, he had eternal life. He spent time with God. God said, I, I, Miriam tried to come against Moses. He said, what? Are you talking against this man who I speak to face to face? He's in a whole different dimension. Now, Moses did not have salvation because the time was not fulfilled. Y'all missed this. Come on, man. <laughs> the time wasn't fulfilled yet for salvation. But he can still walk in eternal life. Y'all. He could still walk in eternal life. Adam lost salvation. But God still visited Adam. He still visited his children. They still had a they still had an opportunity to know God. Adam still had his purpose. Understand, did he not multiply the earth? They still had a purpose. They still had an identity. And they still had a relationship with God.
They had intimacy with God. The difference in the Old Testament and the prophets of the Old Testament, they were still walking in something differently. They were walking in a life that was very different than everybody else mm-hmm. because they were walking in a relationship with God. So although they did not have salvation yet because there was a place called Abraham bosom. So Abraham didn't have salvation yet, but he had eternal life because he had a relationship with God. Because it says eternal life, he says, this is eternal life, eternal, that they might know you. Mm-hmm. And Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. This, does the Bible not say that Abraham saw the Lord and they had dinner? They had lunch? <laughs> that, yeah. th- does the Bible not say that, Bishop? <laughs> it does. That they might know you and Jesus Christ, whom you sent. Let me tell you something about Moses. Moses it talks about how all this time he spent with the father. But I tell you, he said, he said, Father, show me your glory that I might find grace, which I love. He said, show me your glory that I might know thee, that I might find grace. And God says, well, you can't see my face because no man can see me and live. But I will show you my back parts, which that's a deep revelation in itself. The back of God ah okay but when it talks about this encounter with God it says Moses rose early in the morning when it was still dark he goes up the mountain and it says the Lord stood next to Moses okay let's let's bring it up a little bit Exodus 34 is it four yes 34 I'm going to read it because this, this thing gets me so hyped up. It says, and Moses rose up early in the morning. This is 34-4. Moses rose up early in the morning and went up to Mount Sinai. As the Lord had commanded him and took in his hand two tablets of stone, And the Lord descended in a cloud and stood with him there. Doesn't that say that, Bishop? Am I reading this right? And the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. As the father moved by, it says, and the Lord passed by before him. So you got to understand the Lord Jesus was standing next to Moses. And the father passed by. Why Jesus proclaimed the Lord, the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long suffering and abundant in goodness, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. We can go on and on. So Moses knew God and the Lord. He knew the father and the Lord. Now, I know they're the same, but but we got to understand this. He still knew God. In the flesh. And he knew the father. This is before salvation. 
This is before salvation. There's two sides of the cross. The body of Christ has a tendency of stopping at the first side because salvation is so good. Hey, taste and see that the Lord is good. I get it. We stop at salvation, not understanding there's a backside. There's a backside of it. All right. Ooh, second Corinthians three, six through seven. Bishop, I hope you guys are tracking with me. Are you tracking with me? Please. Second Corinthians, second Corinthians three, six through seven. Perfect. Second oh, Corinthians three, six through seven. Yes, sir. Who also hath made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. What does the letter do? Killeth. What does the letter do? Killeth. What does the letter do? Killeth. Salvation is the exchange of my everlasting death with his everlasting life. Salvation is all about, ah, my everlasting death with his everlasting life. All those who believe on me, they will get everlasting life. And I exchange in the front of the cross everlasting death for his everlasting life. Okay, are we tracking? Everlasting, my everlasting death for his everlasting life. All right, that's salvation. The letter was there to kill. To understand all my works are dead. That's all the letter really says. The letter proves that my works are dead. I can't do it. The law proved that my works are nothing. So my righteousness is nothing. So my righteousness is nothing. My flesh is nothing. So all I have is death to offer. And God says, ah, that's okay. I got life. Ah, Give me that dead soul for a living one. Now let's go to the back. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to keep you guys here long. I'm not trying to keep you guys here long. Let's go to the back side. The kingdom of God. We got to go back to that verse too. Uh, John. Oh no. Uh, John one twelve. Is it one twelve? It is one twelve. John 1 12, sir. Amen. Mm-hmm. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Oof. Even to them that believe on his name. Ah! Read one more time. John 1 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power 
to become the sons of God. Oh, so good. Even to them that believe on his name. Yeah. One more time, and I'm going to tell you to stop at that point. Go ahead. Say it one more time. John 1, 12. Yes. But as many as received him. Stop. Is, th is there not a comma there? Is there a comma there? Yes, there's a comma right Okay. There. For many as received him. Salvation. Salvation. <laughs> okay, all right. As many as received him. Salvation. Now continue. To them gave he power Oof. to become the sons of God. Ah! Come on, y'all. This is the kingdom. Chai. This is about eternal life. This is about purpose, identity, intimacy. Ah! Come Read it one more time, Bishop. Ah! I'm getting in and out of focus because I'm so excited right now. One more time. But as many as received him, mm -hmm. to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. Oh my goodness. Now, now keep reading. Let's just keep, let's just keep going. I, we can just read scripture all day and we can just be blessed. Let's see. Can I, 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 I'm going to take over. Can I take over? I, I might have hit the mic right there. Can I take over? Yes, you can. Okay. But as many as received him, salvation, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God. This is kingdom stuff. He said, to them he gave he power. That means this is an opportunity. Woo. Break it down. This has to do with desire. Oh, let's go back to Elisha. If you see me leave, you'll get the double portion. You'll get the backside. The opportunity. You'll get that opportunity. Ah. He gave you power to become. This cost us something. This makes it an effort on our part. This ain't like salvation. This is not like salvation. This is a desire thing. This, because he gave you the power. Now what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? We're going to talk about the exchange in a minute. But let's talk about this. It says, he gave you the, to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh. Because that's, that's, that's your own stuff, right? So he's talking about righteousness right here. He said, not who was born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Now I want to skip down to 16. It says, and of the fullness. Said, have all we received grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Grace and truth. Grace and truth. Purpose and identity. Mm -hmm. That's deep. Um, 
For and of the fullness have we received, have all we received in grace for grace. Let's talk about the grace we had before Jesus. Do you know Adam had grace, right? He lost it. It's called righteousness. There's another word for it. It's called righteousness. He says so. To understand this, we got to understand we receive Christ, that he is our salvation. He's our savior. So that means he extended his hand and we grabbed it and he saved us. But I, I still have my flesh on me. I still have my righteousness on me. The law showed me my righteousness that I can't I can't I can't do anything that I can't please God. So I need a savior in Jesus. So I grab Jesus and he pulls me up. And now he says, "Okay, that's the front side. I pulled you in to me. Now there's the back side. Exchange your righteousness for my righteousness, your grace for my grace. Even though your grace is dirty rags, he's going to take your dirty rags for his grace. So it's an exchange of grace for grace. Everything's an exchange. You gave me your death for life. Now give me your righteousness for my righteousness. Give me your will for my will. Give me your desire for my desire. Give me the purpose you're trying to create for yourself for my purpose. Give me your little broken down, busted identity for my royal and glorious identity. Amen. This is the kingdom of God. So it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Do, you, do we understand this? It says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So once we get saved, now he says, now seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness for your busted righteousness. Because there's an exchange. <laughs> That's good. There's an exchange. God is the God of trade. He is the God of trade, always has been. Don't, don't come before me empty. That's what he told Moses. Okay? When Ab he said, Abraham, come from your father's house, and I'll take you to a land. When he met with the Lord, he offered them something. He said, ah, this is the Lord. Let me offer him something, because he understood I must give him something for giving me something. Mm -hmm. He's the God of trade. How do we know this? Because the devil's a copycat. Uh, the devil, we all heard it. Ah, sell me your soul. The devil's a trader too. He wants to trade your soul for really nothing, because he got nothing to offer. Amen. 
How do I know this? What do you say to Jesus? He says, ah, I will give you the kingdoms of the world if you just exchange. Exchange. It's always an exchange. <laughs> Remember the test of Jesus. First he was like, ah, if you're the son of God, if you're the son of God. And then, and then the devil got frustrated and said, ah, let me get this dude. I will show him the kingdoms of the world, which represents the hearts of men. Because remember, they were all wicked. And he had control of them all. He had their influence. He had the influence over all the kingdoms that he showed Jesus. The hearts of men. And that's women too, by the way. Mankind. And I just want to be clear. <laughs> all right? Mankind. He says, if you exchange your worship to me. And you got to remember, the word worship there, this means to say, all right, you're the man. It wasn't like I got to praise you and, you know, it's not like the band they got on us in California. Singing to him. He just said, ah, if you just worship me for a second, all this I'll give to you. There has to be an exchange because for him to steal the righteousness of Jesus, he had to offer his own, which was wicked. He's called the prince of darkness. Now, you know, whether if you know anything about kingdoms and royal kingdoms, you know what they call the prince? Your grace. <laughs> Y'all get this? I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to myself. You know what they call the prince? Your grace. They call a king your grace. Understand these words where they came from. So the prince of darkness had a grace. Has a grace. It's a dark grace, but he has a grace. <laughs> the Prince of Peace has a grace. Ooh, that's good. Y'all better. Come on, y'all. I feel like this I'm talking so to myself, good. Bishop. I feel like I'm talking to myself. <laughs> no, we're here. Grace for grace. Adam had a grace. All the sons of men had a grace. Let me just call it what it is. We're the sons, we were the sons of Adam. When he walked around and says, I, I'm the son of Adam. We're the sons of Adam. So we had the grace of Adam, which was a falling grace. It was a disease grace. It was a ragged grace. It was a rough grace, but it was a grace. <laughs> It was a grace. It was a terrible grace to have, but hey, guess what? Everybody's not born into, you know, there's some people who are born princes in a terrible country. <laughs> they, got, they got no money. They got, That's you know what I'm saying? But you go in Africa, there's some places that, ah, yes, he's the prince, but their country's terrible. They got nothing to offer anybody. But he's a prince of the tribe, and the tribe is like, but the tribe is failing, and the tribe is broke, busted, 
But he's the prince of the tribe. That was us. <laughs> That's what we came to Jesus with. He said, give me your busted grace. For my grace, my royal grace. But there's an exchange. Grace for grace. My righteousness for his righteousness. My will for his will. My purpose for his purpose. What I love about the next verse when it says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all those things shall be added. Ah. We got we got to talk military for a minute. I love the centurion servant. The centurion servant knew something that no one else in Israel knew. And understand, Jesus says, I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. And John the Baptist was still alive. All of Israel. This dude's faith is on a whole different level. Every priest, every righteous man. Look, this dude's faith, this dude's understanding of spiritual principles, and he wasn't even Jewish, is beyond. Why did the satyrian servant understand something? Because, ah, the king, you got to think military. So, Bishop, do you know, when you go into the military in the United States, mm -hmm. you know what they ask you to bring? No. Hmm? no. So you go to recruiting, you sign up, uh -huh. just like salvation. You sign up, uh -huh. all right? Yeah. And then the recruiter says, tells you what to bring. You know what he asks you to bring? No. Nothing. Chai. So you don't, he said, he said, oh, do, do I bring, do I bring underwear? Do I bring a toothbrush? No, we supply everything. That's good. <laughs> we supply everything. I feel like I'm talking to myself. Come on, y'all. Come on. Talk to That's me. Talk good. to me. We supply everything. All you got to do is show up. So as soon as you sign your name on the dotted line, they say, ah, here's the date. Get on the bus. All you got to do is get on the bus. Ah, what should I, should I bring my hat? Should I bring a coat? No, bring nothing. We got everything. Child. So what did Jesus say? He said, don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to dress. That's good. Don't be, look, look. That's good. We, I got you. Give me your righteousness for my righteousness, and I got you. Oh, my goodness, this is good. This is the backside. This is the kingdom. I got you. So you go into the military, and they got what, check this out, a military person, they don't work, they got three squares a day. They get there, they get their hair cut for free. They get... Their jammies, they get all their all their fatigues for free. And guess what else they get? They get paid. Guess what else they get? They get paid. They prosper. Good. 
all on Uncle Sam. But there's a condition. You got to go to boot camp. You got to get up in the morning, kind of like Moses. Get up early in the morning. Trust me, I did a, I did a, I did a, <laughs> I did a movie called Renaissance Man, and we had to go to basic training for a week. They do more before 9 a.m. than everybody does all day. And we stayed at the hotel. We didn't even stay at the barracks. We got up at 4 o'clock in the morning because before the sun rose, we was running three miles. Before the sun rose, you were already running. Understand, this is why this interior servant was deep. This is why he understood things that most people didn't understand. He said, look here, man, you don't have to come to my house. I'm a man under authority. I know the army. I know the military. I got people under me. I'm under people and I got people under me. I tell my servant to do this and it's done. Watch the movie A Few Good Men. I'm an actor, so you know God speaks through movies to me. Watch the movie A Few Good Men. There's a scene in the courtroom, famous scene. You can't handle the truth scene. Where Jack Nicholson says something very deep, very spiritual. He tells Tom Cruise, he says, hey, have you ever served under infantry? And he said, no, sir. He said, you ever asked to put your life in a man's hand and ask him to put his life in yours? No, sir. He says, look, at, he said, listen here, son. We don't question orders. When somebody says something, it gets done. Are we clear? He said, yes, sir. He said, are we clear? He said, crystal. This is the key of this movie. Because what happened is, Jack Nicholson trapped himself in the whole speech. He said, well, wait a minute. He said, then why did you have to give another order? If you said that the man shouldn't be touched, why the second order? Oh, well, sometimes men do their own. No, 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 that's not what you said. What you said was, <laughs> we follow orders or people die. This is the way the kingdom works. So that centurion servant understood something. He said, hold on, man. All you have to say is the word. And I know it's done because they tell me you're a king. If you're a king, all you have to do is speak a word and it gets done. You don't have to move from your throne. This is good. I don't care if you in the palace or if you in the garden. When you're a king, all you have to do is speak a word and it gets done. Jesus said, ah! he was like, man, let me take you out, dude. I want to hang out with this dude. I want to hang out with this dude. Because he gets the way the kingdom moves. Understand, he wasn't talking about salvation at that point. He said, this dude knows kingdom. 
feel like I'm talking to myself. I feel We're like here. I'm talking to myself. You're talking to us. Oh my goodness. This is good. Your righteousness for his righteousness. We got to understand the military if we're going if we're really going to get into purpose and identity. Let me tell you something. Just like in the Old Testament. You can get a purpose and an identity. But lack the intimacy with God. How do I know? Because I've done it. I fell into the call of, on my life. I tripped into it. So before I was walking with Jesus, people would say, ah, why is your life so blessed? I'd be like, eh. When people look at Steve Jobs, who was an atheist, ah, why was he so, because Actually, he hit the calling for his life. He was supposed to do exactly what he he did exactly what he was built to do. His purpose was exactly the way he was supposed to be, although he had no intimacy with God. Your purpose, if you don't find if you don't get salvation first and you get your purpose first. Your purpose will take you from the back of the cross to the front so you can get saved. And then it'll take you back to the back so you can continue your purpose. My purpose led me into an encounter with God. My point to you is this. But although I was still in my own righteousness, but you got to understand, because identity only comes when you switch righteousness. So a lot of people were in their purpose, but they didn't get their identity because identity comes through intimacy. So I can't I can't be identified as a son of God unless I know my father. So eternal life is about knowing my father in my identity. While fulfilling my purpose. Mm -hmm. Because you don't want to be a servant forever. You want to be a son who serves. There's a difference. Ooh, that's good. You don't want to be a servant. You want to be a son who serves. I want to be a son who serves my father. When you look at the prodigal son, what you see is he watches his boy come back to him, begging for forgiveness. Father, I've sinned against you, Bob, Bob. Dude, that was taken care of before you even came back. That's salvation. And he said, dude, I will work for you. I will be, a, a, I will live in your farm. He said, dude, I just, now that you're back and now you're talking about serving your father, guess what? Let me show you who you are. Let me bring you back into your identity. And let me put my ring on your finger. So guess what? Now I understand my purpose. Let's go have a party. Ah. You see both sides of the cross in the prodigal son. 
Salvation? Ah, let me go back to my father. Even the servants have better than this pig slap. My own righteousness, this is what my own, this is what me being on my own did for me. I'm in the pig slap. Let me go back. Let me turn around. Let me return to the pentacle. Repentance means to change your mind. And it's, when you get into the deeper form of it, it means to return. Re. Every time you see re something, it means to return something. So return, if you say repair, that means I'm returning it back to its original state. So when you say repent, that means I'm returning. Pent means pentacle, the high point. I'm returning back to the high point of thought, the high point of thinking, the high point of basically I'm returning back to the way of thinking of my creator, the mind of Christ. I'm repenting. So when you see the prodigal son, he repented. He turned back around to his father. To the highest point he ever knew. He went back to the highest point he ever knew. And salvation was waiting for him. Didn't ask no questions. It was done. It was done. I sinned against you, Father. I don't want to hear. I know you sinned against me. You sinned against me when you left. <laughs> Dude, I'm just, you came back. I've been, this was always available to you. But now, the fact that you're willing to serve me, you're willing to give up your own purpose, your own, whatever you wanted, your own will, just to serve me. That was an exchange. Now let me throw your identity back on you. Let me put that ring on your finger and give you a purpose. Uh, Y'all just. Oh, (laughs) y'all just. Okay. All right. Wow. All right. You know, this is the month of rest. I tell you, Papa, these devotionals. I tell you, I just want to. I tell you, but I just. I listen to these devotionals in the morning. I know everyone, if you guys are not signed up for Papa's devotionals, please sign up for Papa's devotionals. I'm going I'm to be real. I think God told him my year. Because every devotion, every day he speaks to me directly. Every day he speaks to my directly. Look, God loves everyone. But the truth is, I'm his favorite. Amen. (laughs) All right, look, you can be his favorite too. But I'm telling you right now, I know I'm his favorite. He loves everybody. But I'm his favorite. Amen. Papa says something once. He said, a man without purpose is a man without life. It shook me. A man without purpose is a man without life. 
is probably the truest statement ever. A man without purpose is a man without life. And he's talking about eternal life. Is a man without life. Is a man without intimacy. Is a man without God. A man without purpose is a man without an identity. So you're wasting away. A man without purpose. This means women too. Got, I can't go interchanging all the time. So <laughs> when I say man, <laughs> understand I mean man and woman. Okay. A man without purpose is a man without life. Bishop, I want you to read Hebrews 4, 8 through 11. Because this is the back side of the cross. Hebrews 4, Hebrews 4, 8 through 11. Hebrews 4, 8 through 11. Yes. For if Jesus had given them rest, mm. then would he not afterward have spoken of another day? Verse 9. Mm -hmm. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. Verse 10. For he that is entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his own works, as, go as God did from his. Ah! Chai. <laughs> ah! Repeat that. I'm sorry, Bishop. You got to repeat that, buddy. You got to repeat that. Hebrews 4, verse 10. Right, let's, let's start with this 4. Go ahead. Say it again. All right, from the beginning? Yeah. From, yeah, yes. 4, four 10, 8. Yes. Yeah, 4, 8. There you go. For if Jesus had given them rest... Then would he not afterward have spoken of another day? Stop. Salvation. Y'all got to get this. <laughs> if Jesus had given them rest, would he have spoke of another day? Speaking of the backside. Meaning the fullness wasn't in the front. Come on, man. Come on, man. The fullness wasn't in the front of the cross. Wasn't in the fullness. The fullness wasn't in salvation. Or he wouldn't have spoke of another day. He wouldn't have said the fulfillment, the fulfillment of time is here. I fulfilled the law. Now it's time that the kingdom begin. He wouldn't have talked about the backside of it. Keep going, Bishop. Keep going. Ah. Verse 9. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. Ah, the kingdom of God. There remains a rest. There remains a rest. A grace. There remains a grace and a truth. Yeah. Come on. Keep going, Bishop. This is so For good. For he that is entered into his rest. Ah. He also hath ceased from his own works, as God did from his. So what did he say about Adam? He says, by the sweat of your brow, you will work. He said, but when you receive the backside and you enter into the rest, when you exchange your righteousness, which is the work of the sweat of your brow, and you receive my righteousness, you enter into a rest. You cease from your work. Oh, 
<laughs> you cease from your work. And now you begin just to maintain <laughs> the work that Jesus already did. Wow. You cease from your work, your own righteousness. And now I enter into, I, I receive Jesus's righteousness. Now I just maintain what he already did. Jesus said something very, he said, ah, you know something? Only say what I hear my father say, only do what I see my father do. That's someone who entered into his father's rest. Y'all gotta get this. <laughs> that means he just had to maintain that it got done. Wow. I'm talking to myself. I'm gonna drink, I'm gonna wow. drink some water. He just had to maintain that it got done. I'm, I remember once I talked to Papa. He was going in for something, and I said, uh, "I said, hey, man, are you, are you nervous, Papa? Are you, or how you feeling?" He says, <laughs> and he talks to me. You know, Papa's so sweet and so gentle, <laughs> but he, he, I can just tell he was just like, oh, such a rookie." <laughs> he says, "Look, I don't, I don't do anything. I don't know the, <laughs> the result to." He said, "Rich, I don't get into anything. I don't know the outcome to." Why? Because he's entering into the rest. He's exchanged his righteousness for the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So he ceased from his work. He just says, ah, oh, this is what my day is going to look like. Now, I just got to maintain it. That's why he can sit here before every cast and he's like, Dancing, listening to music, and he's like, "Oh, okay, let's. It's time to go on." Okay, boop. Wow. And the revelation is like, and he can do it all night long. Why? I just repeat what I hear my father say. I just got to maintain that what he's saying gets said. I just got to maintain what he's saying gets said. When he prophesies, I just got to maintain what he's showing me gets said. Yo, I don't have to work. I just got to see and say, ah, okay, I see uh, a car, a black. <laughs> you see, I ceased from my work. And now I enter into his rest. So Jesus is offering you on the backside in the kingdom. He says, look, give me your righteousness, your work. And I'll give you my complete work. And all you just got to do is maintain that what I give you gets done. You got to be a supervisor. You know, God put Adam in the garden and said, hey. Keep it. Maintain it. He didn't tell Adam to pick up a shovel. He didn't tell Adam to plant seeds. It was done. He just said, keep it. Maintain it. Make sure it flourishes the way 
I already made it flourish. The exchange. My righteousness. My work. For his work. Jesus says something amazingly. He says, come unto me, all you who labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Amen. I will give you rest. He said, learn of me. Learn of me. I am lonely. I am lowly and meek. In other words, see my example. I just do what I see my father doing. I just say what I hear my father saying. He said, now, if you come into me, let me tell you something. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. It's already done. It's already done. Just give me your righteousness for mine. Ah! Ah! There's, that's the exchange. But there's a cost. I built you up so I could bust out the cost. <laughs> because there is a cost. It's a daily exchange. That's why Jesus said, pick up the cross daily and follow me. So basically do what you see me doing. So it's a daily exchange. Every day I got to wake up and say, ah, you know something? I don't want, nah, nah, I'm exchanging my righteousness for yours. I got to pick up my cross daily. It's a discipline. And then he asked for a sacrifice. You got to die. We have to die. That we might live. Ah, here's the thing. Exchange your righteousness for my righteousness. But now the flesh ought to go too. You see, the reason why we do it daily is because the, the flesh, our will, our own thing, is kind of like a decomposing body. It takes time. When you go and you see a dead body and it decomposes, it don't decompose in a day. It has to dry out first. <laughs> and then it starts to melt away a little bit. But soon, 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 it becomes just ground dust again. That's like the flesh. That's like your will. It has to die daily. Paul says, I die daily. That's good. You see, the life I now live in the flesh, I live for the Son of God. 
That means he dies daily. Let's read Galatians. I just, man, we're going we're gonna to be Galatians out, boy. I love Galatians. Gal- Galatians 2.19, please. Okay. Ah. Uh. Galatians 2, verse yeah. 19. 19 to 21. Galatians 2, 19 to 21. Yeah. For I, through the law, am dead to the law, <sighs> that I might live unto God. Verse 20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, Mm. who loved me and gave himself for me. Do do 21, just the first part of it. I do not frustrate the grace of God. Ah! I do not frustrate the grace of God. The life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God, by the, by the knowledge that he lives through me. That what I do is what I see him do. That what I say is what I hear him say. That means I must die daily. Because unless a seed falls to the ground and die, it abides alone. Did not Jesus say that? Jesus said that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing. Jesus said that. Unless a seed fall to the ground and die, it abides alone. Now, we understand this. We are to abide in Christ. And he is to abide in us. So unless a seed die, unless you die, you abide alone. Thus, Jesus had to die that you and I might live. Guess what? We got to die that he might live. What do you think, Bishop? Was that, was that too much? Too deep. <laughs> he had to die that you and I might live. Thus, the we have to die for he to live in us, to live through us. Chai. That's us in Christ and Christ in us. That's good. That is so good. There's an exchange. Death for death. The backside, the side of resurrection power is an exchange of your death. There's an exchange. Because God is a God of trade. Ah, Jesus says, let me abide in you. So he died. Now you abide in me. You got to (laughs) die. Ah, the exchange.
the exchange. Enter into my rest. So die. I love our Papa. What people don't understand is he dies daily. He's away now dying that he might live. You see, the reason why fasting and prayer go together is because fasting kills our flesh while prayer builds our spirit. So one's dying, (laughs) one's living. So a life in Christ is a life of fasting and praying. Fasting and praying. Mm-hmm. Papa always tells us, the great prophet, the mighty prophet always says, let me tell you something. He says, you will never ever find a spiritual, a highly spiritual man who don't fast, who don't have a lifestyle of fasting and prayer. Is that right, Bishop? That is very true. (laughs) You will never find a mighty prophet of God who don't fast and pray. Because you can only go so high without dying. See, salvation doesn't require death, really. But the kingdom requires you die. Let's talk about some people. (laughs) You know, uh, there's so much about this particular subject because purpose is so important in this in this walk. Purpose. Let me tell you something. Purpose drives you. To know more about God. Your purpose will drive you to know more about God. The more you know about God will make you want to know more about who you are. Amen. They all go hand in hand. That's why God, that's why purpose is so important to God. Apostle Jamie said, he said, I, he said, who am I? He says, I'll be with you. I take that, I, I'm telling you, I'm going to steal that all day, every day. He gave him a purpose that made Moses dependent on God. Our purpose makes us dependent on God. It makes us dependent on our relationship with God. So Jesus invites you to the backside of the cross. He says, ah, enter into my kingdom. Why? Because that's where eternal life is. That's where the knowledge of God is. That's where your purpose is. That's where your identity is. Because I'm going to give you a purpose. You see, he saw Peter on a boat. And he walks up to Peter and says, Peter. Simon Peter, I'm going to make you a fisher of men. Gave him a purpose. 
What does Simon do? He got off that boat right away. Okay, if this is my purpose. I gotta get I gotta get to know this dude who gave it to me. Well, who am I, Lord? What am I gonna do? Now that purpose drove him into a relationship. The intimacy kept them in the relationship. And he got to and 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 Peter learned more and more about himself. Let's talk about Paul. Paul was zealous, mm -hmm. like a lot of us are. I tell you, zealousness is a great thing, except it makes us impatient. It makes us do things without Asking God. It makes us go into the mindset of we know what good and evil is. So that's what Paul did. When Saul walked around, he walked around because he, he said, ah, this is good and evil. These Christians are evil. We must destroy them. But Jesus comes and says, Paul. He said, Saul, why do you crucify me? He's like, I don't, I, I don't know you. Who are you? He said, I am Jesus Christ who you're crucifying. Which is deep in itself. Paul is killing Christians, but Jesus says, you're crucifying me. You're killing me. Why? Because they're in me. You're killing me. You're killing my purpose. You're killing the will of the Father for my life by killing them. Okay. You see, they don't have their own righteousness, they have mine. So you're not killing them, you're killing me. Saul says, I'm sorry, Lord, my bad. What, what you want me to do? He says, ah, I'm going to send you to the Gentiles. Gave him a purpose. And then he said, and then it says he blinded him. Now we know it's a spiritual blindness, but he's like, ah. And then Ananias opened his eyes to who he was. And it says, Paul, his eyes were open to who he was, his identity in God. And he went to Jerusalem. And studied and got to know God. Because once he saw himself, it's like, hold up, this is who I am? Wait a minute, I gotta go, I gotta go know this God. Who is this Jesus? Everybody thinks Paul went right away. No, 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 no. It does not say that. In Galatians, it says, ah, he went away and discussed this with no one. He studied by himself. He said the only people he saw was Cephas and James. The brother of Jesus. The earthly brother of Jesus. He talked to two folk. He spent years. You see, he was zealous when he was Saul, but when he became Paul, he let patience have his perfect work. Mm 
Oh God, Jesus. Let patience have its perfect work. The backside of this cross is so important. What's amazing is you see it in the Old Testament, people walking in the kingdom. They weren't walking in salvation. They were walking in the kingdom. So they were walking in grace. Moses walked in grace. Samuel walked in grace. King David walked in grace. King David, love him. King David gets anointed by Saul. You're a king. Opened his eyes to who he was, to his purpose. A few days later, he goes and he's taking sandwiches to his brothers who's in the war with the Philistines. And Goliath got them all shook. He got them all shook. I'm big, I'm bad, Goliath, I kill men, all these, ah, bah, 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 bah. David goes up and is like, yo, what's up with this uncircumcised Philistine and why are y'all scared of him? 16. He said, I'll go, I'll go take care of this dude. They were like, they, you know his brothers looked at him and was like, David, what's wrong with you? You must, you are a fool. All you're going to do is die. They looked at David the way Joseph's brother looked at him when he told him, ah, you guys are going to bow to me one day. <laughs> yeah. They looked at David like, dude, are you crazy? Do you see how big this man is? Forget tiny Lister. This dude's huge. He said, man, I got it. Why did David got it? Why did David knew he was going to win? Did you ever ask yourself a question that like, yo, this man was, I mean, Goliath was huge. He was, a, yo, he had victories. What made David so sure? Because he knew something nobody else, he knew something Goliath didn't know. He had a purpose to be king, and he wasn't the king yet. You see, he got a prophecy that you're the next king, and David wasn't king yet. Saul was still king. So guess what? Hey, I can fight anybody right now. I, I'm going to win. Why? Because I'm going to be king. And God is, if God spoke a word, it does not come back to him void. It will fulfill itself. God gave me my purpose and my identity. So there is no uncircumcised Philistine that's going to scare me. He got it. You know why? He said, don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to eat. <laughs> he said, look, look, what I'm going to wear. I don't have to worry about nothing, and I don't have to worry about fighting because the fight is the Lord's too.
What we don't understand is he made an exchange. This is a simple exchange. Ah, I'm no longer, I give you my shepherd boardness for your kingship. He was a shepherd boy. Ah, I give that to you, God. I'll receive you. I'll receive your, your king. Mm -hmm. He made an exchange. And guess what? After he kills Goliath, King Saul says, you know something, man? Live in my crib. Get rid of them dirty clothes. I'm going to set you on fire. Just play the harp, whatever. He didn't have to worry about what he was gonna, how he was going to dress, how he was going to eat. It stems back to those days. It's the same relationships in the kingdom. Now, he didn't have salvation, but they had the kingdom. They had a relationship. Why? Because eternal life is this, to know the only true God and Jesus Christ whom he sent, or the one true God. It's the kingdom message. It's the best message. And all we have to do is give him our righteousness and die. Here's the great thing about death. It makes everything else so much easier. Faith Rockets, shooting skyrockets. Everything godly skyrockets. Everything you believe skyrockets. Mm -hmm. All things are possible. Why? You know, the disciples went to Jesus one day because they couldn't cast out this particular devil. Mm hmm. They said, Jesus, why can't we cast why couldn't we cast out that devil? We cast out all these other devils. This devil we couldn't cast out. He says something very he says something very profound. He said, You couldn't cast them out because of your unbelief. He said, but understand this this type of belief only comes by fasting and praying. You got to die more. The type of belief that makes you understand. That there's no Goliath that can touch you. Yeah, you need to fast and pray. There's one thing of, of a physical, natural Goliath. There's another thing of a spiritual one. For you understand that even they are beneath you, you need to die a little bit more. Jesus said to the Pharisees when they asked them, why don't your disciples fast? He says, why would they fast when the bridegroom is with them? Why would they fast when the bridegroom is with them? Salvation. The bridegroom is before them. They don't need to fast. He says, but soon 
I'll be taken away. In those days, they will fast. Why? Because fasting brings me closer. I die to the flesh that I can rise in the spirit. So when I met Papa was when I started fasting. But what's funny is when God came to me for my first encounter, when I told you I walked out the shower, ah, I was so, I fasted just, just instinctually. I just fasted for like three days, just water. I was like, oh, what, what just happened to me? Instantly I fasted. And God opened my eyes to so many things just because I instantly fasted. Once I saw him, it was like I didn't I wasn't hungry anymore. I didn't I didn't need anything to eat. I just wanted water in the word, water in the scripture, water in the scriptures. Prayer, water, prayer, scriptures, water, prayer, scripture. That's all I that's all I wanted. For three days. Not knowing, not at all knowing that I was drawing nearer to God. Just because I was dying, I was killing my flesh. The exchange for the kingdom. My righteousness for his righteousness. And I got to die. Because intimacy, to be intimate with God, you have to die to the flesh. Because God is a spirit. His righteousness and my righteousness I can do daily. It's an exchange. But to be intimate with God, I have to. I have to die to the flesh. To really get deeper, I got to die to the flesh. Because God's a spirit. It's an exchange. Intimacy. Identity. If you really want to know who you are in God, he's a spirit. He's a spirit. Let me tell you something about the prodigal son. When he returned home, he was hungry. Because he was fasting. Because <laughs> he had no money. He was eating pig food. It was only so long he was eating pig food. And then he was like, you know something? I'm, uh, he got to a point where he was like, I got to go back home, man. <laughs> I got to go back home. Fasting draws you closer to the Lord because you die to the flesh. It's we fast. It doesn't fasting doesn't help God. It only helps us. Amen. God is God. He don't need to fast. We do.
There's so much. There's so much. Uh, you know something? What is it? Nine o'clock. Oh. Ah! You know something? I think. Um, I think that's enough for tonight. I think that's a lot that we uh, we went over. We went through. I think that's a lot that. Um, there's so much more we can talk about. At the backside of this, the backside, the gospel of the kingdom of God. The gospel of the kingdom of God. The exchange of my righteousness for his righteousness. The exchange of death and intimacy. They go hand in hand. Amen. Death and intimacy go hand in hand. Amen. There's an exchange. For purpose is his righteousness, for my righteousness, for identity is death, for intimacy. There's an exchange. There's always an exchange. There's always an exchange. Never, ever go before God empty. This is in Exodus 2. Never go before the Lord empty. Always empty. Understand, I have to go before the Lord ready to exchange something. If it's my time, which is the currency of God, time is the currency, the earthly currency that we really have. All money is is time. You get paid for your time, not your talent. Was that D? I don't know. You get paid for your time, not your talent. Mm. You get hired for your talent. You get paid for your time. That is D. It's <laughs> <laughs> always an exchange. <laughs> oh, I love you, Papa. I love you, Papa. Ah. Oh. Thank you, Papa. Ah. Oh. So the currency is, is time in reality. The currency is time. God wants your time. God wants your time. Papa is away giving God his time. Which is his money. Which is his everything. He gave everything. He said, ah, I'm giving up everything to go God. Even food. Because food's connected to money because my time paid for him. My time got me money. My money got me food. All right. We're going to pray in a little bit beforehand. You know something? It's time to give to the Lord. Um, you know, I. this is a blessing. This is a blessing of a day. I tell you, I, I, you know, I, I know God bless you because he was blessing me while, uh, while I was hearing it. 
today is um, the eighth day since Papa went away. So God is speaking a seed of eight today. A seed of eight today. Um, so it could be eight million, eight hundred thousand, eighty thousand, eighty-eight thousand, eight thousand, and eight hundred. It could be eight hundred. It can be eighty. It can be eighty million. It could be eight million. Could be eight billion. Who knows? Amen. All I know is Solomon gave a thousand. Understand, back in those days, a thousand was like a million dollars. <laughs> You're right, it was like a million dollars, if not a hundred million dollars. What Solomon gave. Understanding the importance. Now, one thing we don't do is God provides, so we don't really, we don't. This is for your blessing. Understanding what you want from God. Because if your seed doesn't match your desire. Now, you got to remember the. There was an old widow woman who only had one penny. She had one penny. And Jesus said, ah, she gave more than all of you here. She gave all she had for what she was asking God for. That's a sacrifice. So what do you want from God? God knows what we what, what is the sacrifice because I tell you when you sacrifice God says ah ask what I should do for you if you give him a half a sacrifice you say ask half of what I should do for you <laughs> you know what I'm saying because he's going to come to you but God really don't want even come to you for that to be honest with you. God's a jealous God. He's an all or nothing God. He does it his way. That's just the way he does it. He's just like, look, man, if you ain't serious, then, you know, hey, let's, we'll talk again tomorrow. I'll be here. I ain't going nowhere. God's like, I ain't going nowhere. I, <coughs> I'm eternal. You the one that's on the schedule. So the, God is saying, so a seed of eight. Bless this ministry. Bless our prophet. Aaliyah. Um, the, the numbers are below. We have the PayPal. We have the Venmo. We have the Cash app. Um, or please go to ProfitLovey.com to the donate section and give your best seed of eight. Give your best seed of eight. Papa has been gone for eight days. Eight is the number of new beginnings. I believe this word, this message, will be a new beginning for a lot of believers. This message, this understanding of the gospel of the kingdom 
is going to be a new beginning for a lot of believers. In this time that we're in right now, we got to understand the schemes of the enemy. It's so important that we see what our father seen, that we see what the Lord Jesus has seen. So we don't fall into these traps of the enemy. Understand what your righteousness is, by the way. I didn't really explain it, but your your righteousness is a lot of things. Your righteousness is your culture. All right. Your righteousness (laughs) is everything about you. What did God say to Abram? He said, leave your father's house. Leave your father's country. Leave everything that you know. Leave everything that you know that you grew up in. Leave your culture. And I will bring you into a new land. This is righteousness. He said, leave your righteousness in Canaan. Leave it. Because I'm going to give you something new. I'm going to give you a new identity. So when you come into the kingdom, we give up our culture. We give up our country. We give up everything. We're no longer Americans or whatever country you're in. You gave your country up for the kingdom. We're no longer black, African-American, African, this, that, Spanish, Swedish. It's a wrap. If you keep your blackness, you're keeping your righteousness. God is all or nothing God. Give it all to me or give me nothing. Now, he's patient. He's a patient God, so he'll work with you as we get, as we get, you know, but he wants it all. But he knows the end before the beginning. So he knows that even though you're trickling it away, he knows ultimately you're going to give it all to him. So a lot of his patience is because he knows the end result. (laughs) So he said, God's so patient with me. No, he just knows the end result. But understand, giving up your own righteousness means that you're giving it all up. The devil wants you to keep your culture. The devil wants you to keep your um, nationality. He wants you to keep all those things. Because if if you keep it, you divide the house. Division is very simple. It it comes through, if God's no respecter of persons, why should we be? That means I'm not a black Christian. You're not a white Christian. She's not a Chinese Christian or a Japanese Christian. We're we're just Christians. Because once I'm a black Christian and you're a white Christian, guess what I just did? I just divided it. It's just that simple. The devil is just that simple. You know, I saw the body of Christ, you know, the... The Bible says stand for righteousness sake. It does not say stand for social justice sake. Look, I'm just going to keep it real with you guys. 
The Bible says stand for righteousness sake. Righteousness sake is Jesus. So that means when they came with the band of worship, everybody should be protesting. Because that's righteousness sake. I don't have a problem with protest because God said stand. But understand, body, what we're standing for. When you're in your own righteousness, you start standing for things the world stands for. We're to bring justice, but our justice is a spiritual justice. Understand, the devil wants to get rid of natural authority that you think less of your spiritual authority. Understand, we're spiritual police. We're supposed to cast out demons, bind them. You're the spiritual cops. So when things happen in the natural and we know we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but through principalities and spirits and we know all this stuff. Let's not copy the world. In standing. For something we should be casting down and casting out. Because we're the spiritual authority on this on in America, in, in the world. Let's not let the devil confuse us and convince us that ah, we got to do things the natural way. The kingdom. If I cast out devils by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come into you. If I cast out devils by the spirit of God in another in another book. Then the kingdom of God, that means it's a spiritual authority. Let's know who we are. Let's come to the backside of this cross. Let's enter into the kingdom so that we know where our dominion, where our authority and power lies. Let us fall into the kingdom that we may rest. There's things that we do that God says in the, in the scriptures that speaks to natural things. Standing, walking, running. These are all natural abilities. So when you stand for righteousness sake, we're standing for Jesus. Walk, walk by the spirit, not in the spirit, walk by the spirit. That means you're supposed to live by the spirit. We walk by faith. That means in the natural, we walk by the knowledge of God. But in the kingdom and in intimacy, you start realizing who you are and rest comes before us because, ah, now I just have to co-labor with God. I just got to keep and maintain, keep and maintain, keep and maintain. So he shows us where to pray 
because he's already prayed, but he wants you to join in because he's a good father. A good father always wants his child to feel like they're doing something. Come on, man. You got, oh, you got me. Yeah, come on, man. He could, he could destroy the devil like this, but he's like, nah, I want my children to do it. Let's come to the back side. What do you think? What do you think is, uh, I'm thinking by now you guys have sowed. I was just talking while you guys were sowing. <laughs> I'm thinking now you guys have sowed. Ah, oh, man, this has been so good. This has been so good. What do you think, Bishop? It's been all right? Oh, man. I do want, I want to say one more verse, man, because this is, this is powerful. Because it speaks of the front and the back in the Old Testament. All right, Exodus 19. I'm going to read it. Exodus 19, 4 and 5. Should I start at 3? Yeah. Now nah, this is start at 4. Says, you have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles wings. Go ahead, prophet. And brought you to myself. Salvation. <laughs> Look, they didn't do anything. I bore you on eagles wings and brought you to myself. Now, therefore, uh oh. If you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, his purpose for your life. He said, keep my covenant. Not the covenant of Moses, not the covenant of David, to keep my covenant. Not the covenant, you guys, to keep my covenant, my will for your life. Then you shall be a peculiar treasure, which means special, to me, above all the people. For the earth is mine. And you shall be a kingdom, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. He says, these are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. Now, therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed, walk by faith, keep my covenant, do the will of the Father, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people. Now understand this. When he's talking about us, he's talking about saved folk. But those who accept the kingdom, you'll be special. You'll see things that they don't see. You'll do things that they don't do. I'll take you to the dimensions that they won't go to. 
In fact, you will do so many different things, they probably won't even believe that you're a Christian. They probably won't believe that you're my son. But I'm telling you this right now. Jesus says something specific. He said, look, if they called me Beelzebub, and you're my children, guess what they're going to call you? But you know you're a special treasure in me. Because you received my invitation to the kingdom. You believed me and came into the kingdom. In these signs will follow those who believe. They will cast out devils. They will heal the sick. They will raise the dead. If they get bitten by any type of serpent, it will not harm them. You believe me. And you ventured to the backside of the cross. Paul says something. He said, look, man, I got more fruit than all the apostles put together. But I call it all none. But to know him, the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering, that I may be conformable to his death. Intimacy, purpose, identity. It's all kingdom. It's the backside. Yo, let us pray that. Did I move my? Father, we just thank you for this time. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for what you've already done. And we thank you for bringing back to our remembrance your invitation into your kingdom. Your invitation to exchange our righteousness to your righteousness and your invitation for intimacy in our identity. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for loving us. We thought we loved you, but you first loved us. Without your love, we can't even see. We can't even love correctly. So we ask you for more grace, more grace, 
Accept your invitation into the gospel of your kingdom. Can you hear me? We got we got good sound. Father, we give you so much praise. We thank you so much. We thank you so much. And I just want everyone to pray with me. Just to start praying. Pray in the spirit. Pray in, a known, in your known tongue. Pray, pray, pray that you enter in. That you accept. Just give us the, give us the boldness to accept your invitation, O oh God. Give us boldness, O oh God. Give us the boldness to speak your word. Give us the boldness to enter in to your grace. To enter all the way into your grace. To enter all the way into your grace. We thank you, Father, for loving us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we just pray. Amen and amen. Everyone, thank you for your time. Thank you for listening to the word of the Lord. Ah, believe my report because the God that we serve is good. And that is all for this evening. Shalom, shalom.